Welcome to Geek This. My name is Dave Clemens, and this podcast is dedicated to geek pop culture. We're going to get a little nerdy today because we're going to be talking about how to start your own podcast as we celebrate International Podcast Day. Before we start, all of the show notes and the links mentioned in this episode can be found at geekthispodcast.com slash 71. So for the last couple of years, you might recall the International Podcast Day episodes that I normally did here on Geek This revolved more around my favorite podcast. They were just list episodes. So I decided this year, since... The podcast is back in the full swing of things. We're going to do something different. We're going to actually talk about podcasting because I know some friends that are interested in starting a podcast. They don't know where to start. They're trying to figure out whether or not they actually want to do a podcast. They want to know the work that goes into it. Now, here's the deal. Um, We got to start with the basics. You have to know what a podcast is. So what is a podcast? Going back to the dictionary or the equivalent there on the internet, I did a quick Google search and saw that the definition for podcast is, quote, a digital audio file made available on the internet for downloading to a computer or mobile device. I can't say mobile, uh, typically available as a series, new installments of which can be received by subscribers automatically. Okay. Um, End quote, by the way. So. Here's the deal. That's a pretty good overview. If you want to get more technical, you need to understand that RSS feeds are involved. And that's basically all of the code that populates for your podcast. And it keeps track of the episodes. It's um, it's super nerdy. And if you want inf- more information on that, I will make sure that there's a link in the show notes. So for time's sake, because this will be a longer episode because there's a lot to cover. Um, just, I guess maybe I should kind of back up a little bit more. I want to make sure that you guys and gals are getting information that will help you start your podcast fast, but also start it correctly. So you're not going back and having to fix things four years down the road like I have. All right. So let's, um, Let's talk a little bit more about what a podcast is. So Blueberry, who is one of the big two, I'm using big two in quotes, um, and also as a tribute to Marvel and DC, considering this is a geek podcast. Um, So yeah, they're one of the big two in podcast media hosting, and they point out this really big qualifier for what makes a podcast a podcast. They say, quote, in order to make Posted audio and video files, a true podcast, the proper technology needs to be in place to allow automated content downloading and syndication. And that's what your RSS feed. Like I said, I'm not going to get into that because it is super nerdy and I don't totally understand it. I'll just be totally honest. So now you know what a podcast is. Where do you start now going through this and figuring out how I wanted to present this to you? I figured out there are three important components when it comes to actually starting your podcast. And um, 
I'm trying to help you again, keep from doing the, the, this is what I want to talk about and hitting record kind of thing. Um, this is more of actually planning. And this is my suggestion on how you should plan your podcast before you begin. You need to do a little bit of hard work before you get in front of the microphone. Okay, so let's start out with section number one, which is your topic. Now, you've got to know what you're going to talk about. 90% of what you're going to talk about is your show. The other parts are maybe some marketing so that people come and check out your website or check out your Facebook page or your Twitter or something like that. Um, and then there's the technical technical end of it. So you really need to know what you're talking about. So make sure you're nailing that down. When I started Geek This, I knew that I wanted it. I wanted the show to be about my opinion on comic books and movies. And that was just bare bones outline. And if I would have done it right, I would have tried at the beginning to ask myself an important question. And you need to ask yourself this. How will you stand out while talking about your topic? That's important. Don't skip over that. Don't get a general idea. Grab a notepad or open up Google Docs or something like that and start making your list of things you want to talk about um, and be specific, not just I want to review comic books. I want to review movies. If you've noticed over the last four and a half years, this podcast has changed a lot, not just in the quality, but the content and also the schedule, which I'll get to here in a minute. So nail that down before you ever grab your microphone. So the next step after figuring out what you want to talk about is figuring out who you want to talk to. Now, this is something that I skimmed over when starting Geek This. I was just ready to jump on the microphone and give my opinions about this stuff that I liked. And I, I didn't have an audience in mind. I was just like, well, whoever's going to listen to it is going to listen to it. So that was kind of my cop out was geeks and nerds and people that like this stuff are going to listen to Geek This. Why wouldn't they? It's right in the title. It's pretty obvious. And like I said, total cop out. What you need to be looking at is demographics. You need to figure out whether you want to talk to just males, just females, male and female, what ratio that is. And then you need to figure out age groups. Age groups are extremely important because what if your content isn't marketed at somebody that's 15 years old? Maybe it's more of an adult podcast. Maybe you're going to do a podcast that is just for kids. You have to think about that when you're producing your content, when you're writing it out and figuring out how it's going to work. That is extremely important. So for me, I would say, now granted, I've not done a lot of research. I'm in the process of it, though. I would say that my age group is, well, my demographic, I guess I should say, are males age 15 to 45. Now, again, I don't know that for sure, and I'm not excluding women. I, I think women are a very important part of geek culture, at this point in time, like women are becoming stronger and I loved that Wonder Woman came out and I enjoyed that movie and I loved seeing a strong woman center stage. I am married to a woman and I have two girls. I'm trying to train them and teach them, hey, you are strong. You are brave. 
you matter. So this podcast has never been about excluding women. Do we have female hosts? No, but that's because my wife isn't super nerdy. David's wife isn't super nerdy. It's just kind of the way that it is. Although, fun fact, we are planning on talking about Wonder Woman with our wives in the near future. I can't promise when, but in the near future. All right, so let's keep going back to the podcast and where we're at. So if you can remember, step one was determining your topic. Know what you're talking about. Next, check out your audience. Figure out who they are. Finally, you need to check out your schedule. You have to nail down your schedule. You have to really make it as rigid as possible and not float. The most successful podcasts out there, um, lore comes to mind. And I've talked about lore a lot on social media. And um, I believe he's been in the last two um, International Podcast Day episodes. But you'll notice if you look at lore, it has gone through the roof. You know why? Because content is really important. Aaron Mankey decided what his topic was going to be. He figured out his audience and now he's on a schedule. I know every other Monday there is a new episode of lore. The only time that that changes is in October where he puts one out every week. Um, just kind of as a Halloween treat. It fits the theme of the show. So going back to Geek This and, and the beginning, just kind of to help you understand where I went wrong and where I want you to be better than I was. Um, back in 2012, when I started the podcast, I did not have any definite course of action at all. Um, I mainly tried to record episodes when I knew no one would be home and the house would be quiet. And I'm really impatient. So if I had a chance to record an episode, I would edit and then I would immediately upload it and release it. I didn't wait. I didn't say, well, I'm recording on a Friday, but my show comes out on a Wednesday. Fact, that's the case here. It's a Friday when I record this. You don't hear it until Wednesday. So. Yeah, if you go back through the episode archives, you'll see if you pull out a calendar and really want to do the math, that the podcast was really inconsistent. The reason it was inconsistent was because there was no schedule. I never said these episodes have to come out on this day, no matter what. Unless it's a sick day or, you know, something like that. Now, granted, this isn't my job, but it's important to maintain that schedule and to show up every day that you say you're going to be there because eventually you won't have an audience and that has kind of happened to geek this. I'm having to rebuild the audience almost from the ground up since we were off for practically a year. Okay. Um, so my plan, as you can tell when I brought the show back in June was that new episodes would be released every other Wednesday and there was a reason to this schedule. There's a reason behind my madness here. First, Wednesday, as you may or may not know if you're a comic book reader, is considered new comic book day. New comic books hit store shelves. People go out and buy them. I thought, well, what a perfect time to release a podcast as people drive to their local comic book store. 
I mean, the podcast typically runs about 30, 35 minutes long. For me, I could absolutely drive from my house to the closest comic book shop in that amount of time. And, you know, a lot of our content is about movies or comics or, or, you know, it's that kind of thing. So it's something to listen to on your drive on new comic book day. The other part was that it fits the schedule that my family has. Now, when I first started back in June, that wasn't really the case. Um, I was actually staying up until the wee hours in the morning recording and editing and getting all of the prep done for the episode to go out at 6 a.m. on Wednesday. And that was exhausting. And now we have a new schedule where I come home from work and I can do this. I can record. I've been at work all day. I've had my episode written since last weekend and now I'm recording it for you. So this is a little behind the scenes look and I I hope you guys appreciate that um, because it is a lot of work to bring this episode out or the whole podcast, I guess I should say. Um, so yeah, you need to have your schedule. That's really the point. The other part of scheduling that I don't know that everybody thinks about when you think of schedule with a podcast, you're thinking, what day does my show release? For me, it's Wednesday. But when do you work on it? When do you actually sit down and figure out what the show's going to be about, what your next episode's going to be about? And writing your show notes. Show notes are important and you'll learn that as you go. If you, again, go back and look at the podcast, show notes were very sporadic in the history of this podcast because I didn't think they were important. Now you're essentially getting a blog post along with the episode. It's not quite transcribed, but that is what I follow while, while recording the episode. So you've got to find time to write now just to kind of briefly talk about show notes. You don't have to be as detailed as I am for me. Writing is a, it's an expression of me. It's something that I don't get to do a lot so that, so when I do actually record episodes for the podcast, I've actually enjoyed writing the entire article that it's based off of. So and I think that there's more, there's better content coming out because I'm actually writing it and I've thought about it a little bit. Now, granted, it's been a few days, almost a week probably since I wrote these show notes, but still it's important to sit down, find time to do everything. What, what day does your episode come out? When are you going to write when are you going to brainstorm for future episodes? I mean, I'm looking ahead. I'm trying to look ahead at least a couple of episodes from now so that I can kind of see the arc. I know what day it's coming out, so I can plan that. But I need to know what I'm talking about on that day. And this episode was planned two or three weeks ago before I ever sat down to write it. I, I use some productivity tools that I can get into if you guys are interested. Um, but uh, yeah, scheduling just, it helps you write and it helps you really keep track of where your episode's going. Um, you'll listen to old episodes and 
sometimes there's a structure because I would typically, I, I'm the anal one out of everybody that has ever been on the podcast. I, I structure it. I, I did a simple outline, just bare bones. This is what we're talking about. And then when there's more than one person, it's kind of a free for all, but I rein it in so that it doesn't just lose its mind. Now that I'm doing things solo primarily, it's a little easier for me. I can write. And then I come home after work on Friday and I record. Bingo, bango, bongo, done. So um, let's uh, let's review here. Audience. Deter your topic. Sorry about that. I didn't scroll far enough back through my notes. So your topic is important. Your audience is important. Your schedule is important. All right. Those are the main three things that you need to pay attention to when developing your podcast. Making a podcast is more than just standing in front of a microphone. And it's really easy to stand in front of a microphone and make it seem like, oh, this is all off the top of my head. Or, yeah, I wrote a few things and whatever. I'm just ad-libbing. No. You can tell what episodes I've worked on. And you can tell what episodes... I just panicked and threw something together. You know what I'm talking about. So that those are the main three things that I thought of that are important for you to, to do to set up a podcast. Now, again, I said that podcast is going to go a little long and I'm actually further along than I thought I was going to be. So let's go ahead and keep on trucking through here and let's talk about equipment. Now, you will see if you ever join a podcast group, Facebook, um, a message board, something like that. A lot of people, the first thing that people want to hear is, well, what gear do you use? What microphone do you have? What mixer do you have? What blah, blah, blah. That stuff, that is not important, but we're still going to cover it. When I started the podcast, uh, yeah, I had really, really bad equipment because I didn't have money. Now, granted, I'm not rolling in it by any means. I mean, I still live primarily paycheck to paycheck, but I think I've shown that you can podcast with very little money and equipment is really where you're going to sink the majority of your money in right off the bat. Um, you, you need a microphone. You can't do a podcast without a microphone. Um, but you don't need all of the other stuff. So when I started the podcast and I think I've said it before, all I started with was just a little stick, cheap microphone. Um, I mean, you could probably find them on Amazon or eBay for two bucks and they were super cheap and they sounded like crap. I mean, they were real tinny. There, you didn't really get the full sound of somebody's voice. Uh, they were just really, really bad. I still remember what it looked like. Uh, it reminded me of Bob Barker's microphone, except it had a stand and it liked to fall over. Yeah. So that's what I started with. I started with um, a program called Audacity to edit my episodes. Actually, I used that up until... Um, actually probably a couple of weeks ago, the past couple episodes, I've not used audacity. I've been using Adobe audition, which is a more expensive, more high end 
program to edit. I wanted to tinker with it. I wanted to see what it could do. And I really enjoy it. But you don't need that. I mean, I mean, to be totally honest, there have been episodes that I have recorded from my iPad. You could use your phone. You can make a podcast. You can record a podcast on anything that records. It's it's not hard and it's not about the equipment. It's really about the content. So let me kind of go over my setup with you because I'm sure that there are some of you that are just like, I, I got to know what you use to make your podcast. Maybe you think it sounds good. I think it sounds pretty good. I listen to it. Um, there have been bad episodes, but you know, it is what it is. So um, microphone, I am using an off brand dynamic microphone um, to be super nerdy here. When you record a podcast, you primarily want a dynamic microphone unless you are with a group of people and then you probably want a condenser microphone. There may be some nerds out there that don't agree with me. I don't care. This show is mine and it's my opinion. Um, so anyway, I've got a dynamic microphone that I keep a few, in, you know, a couple of inches away from my mouth. I've got a pop screen on it. And just so you know, the microphone is a, like I said, off-brand 2000s audio ADM 101. Um, and I found this in the middle of 2013, maybe the end of 2013. So I've had it for about four years. I found it on Amazon for like, I don't know, 20, 25 bucks. I mean, I was pushing it. I, I really wanted what I considered at the time, a better microphone, a more expensive microphone, but I didn't have the money. So I bought this and actually plugged this same microphone into, um, my iPad. I had, I had gotten an iPad, um, three and found another app called um boss jock studio and I, that's what i recorded the podcast in for a while after kind of ditching my computer and i'm not using that anymore but anyway so i have this microphone and it's kind of funny that at the time i spent like 20 bucks on it now it's a 40 dollar microphone i looked it up um now this is a an xlr microphone so you have to have a mixer in order to use it you could use an xlr to usb cable but they don't always they're not always compatible sometimes they're just crap that you just wasted your money on and that's pretty sad um, and I've I've used them before I actually used that to record into my my iPad when I got a new iPad um, earlier this year uh, it didn't work that way anymore so I had to figure out a new way um, but I can get into that later if you guys want to know just leave me comments Okay. Um, show notes, just to remind you, are at geekthispodcast.com slash seventy-one. And um, yeah, I'd love for I'd love to hear the conversation, what you think of this episode. And and if you are a podcaster, am I right? Am I wrong? Do you agree? Do you disagree? I just asked the same thing two different ways. Anyway, so I have this microphone. I have a what they call a scissor arm microphone stand that actually clamps down to my desk and that holds the microphone. And then I have a like three, $4 pop filter on, 
in front of the microphone. Now, what this does is it reduces the amounts of P's and B sounds um, or pops. They're also called plosives that um, that you'll get when you use a microphone just from being too close sometimes. Uh, yeah, and the, the, the desk mic arm scissor stand thing, it costs about six bucks, I think, when I bought it. Again, I'm showing you this is cheap stuff. The most expensive part outside of my computer is the mixer. Now, the mixer, when I bought it, um, it is an Alesis Multimix 4 USB mixer. So that simply means that it's a regular mixer, except I can plug it into my computer via USB. Now, it's funny because I, I, I wanted to go through and I wanted to give you guys prices so you can kind of get an idea for what it might cost you if you decided to mimic my route and use the equipment I'm using. Yeah, that micro there that mixer um as far as I know they discontinued it not long after I got it. I think I mean, I'm pretty sure I got mine used. Actually, I know I got mine used. And I paid about $50 for it. Right now it's selling on Amazon for 90 bucks. But I did see one exact same model and everything. Um, I think the $90 one is kind of a like maybe the version that came out right after this. The body is a little different on it. Um, yeah, the one exactly like mine is $300. No joke. I mean, I, I think it was a steal on my end. The point here is not to show you all or you know tell you about all of the fancy cool things I have the point here is to show that I really didn't spend a lot of money to get started I mean you have professional podcasters that are all like you can buy this equipment package and it only costs you three thousand dollars I haven't spent a total of three I don't even think I've spent you know five hundred dollars on everything outside of my computer because that's I use that for other stuff too but the microphone, the windscreen, or not the windscreen, the pop filter, the the stand, the mixer, um, and even another little tool that I have. Okay, so my iPad is is a tool that I use, but not just for podcasting. Another tool I actually just picked up this year, and I I've used it a couple times, and you probably don't know, but maybe you do, especially after listening to this episode, these episodes where I'm using Audition and and different tools. I bought this thing. It's called, um, it's from IK multimedia and it's called the iRig pre and it's a really cool thing. And again, link in the show notes. It's so cool because you can use this on any smartphone. So Android, iOS, whatever you're running, you can actually use one of these. And I think you can buy it for like, I don't know, 30 bucks. And it's just this little rectangular block. You put a nine volt battery in it. One end has a female XLR jack, so you have to have an XLR microphone, which you can buy an ATR2100, and that is both XLR and USB capable. Regardless, you plug the, the XLR jack into one side. The other jack um, is a headphone plug, so you plug that into your headphones, boom, you've got yourself a microphone. If you combine it with an iPad or even... I think iPhone even uses boss jock. You're done. And boss jock is like 10 bucks. So at the cheapest 
microphone. I mean, you're looking at a total of $60 to get started and that's just to record. That's not bad. I've spent more than that, obviously, but I'm making this too much about the equipment. Um, but yeah, that's, that's where, that's where I'm at with equipment. And will I get more stuff? Eventually, I like to try new things. Will I get a better microphone? Probably if this one dies. But until then, I'm good to go. I've had the same microphone for four years, three and a half, four years. So making your podcast is not about equipment, although equipment can make things sound better. All right. Speaking of sounding better, let's talk about production. So production is this part where I'm recording. You have pre-production, which is where you write. That goes back to the schedule and demographic and all that stuff. That's what I consider pre-production, planning it out. The production part is actually the recording part. Um, And again, there's a lot of different ways to produce your show. The way I'm doing it right now is microphone to mixer to computer and I'm recording into the microphone. It goes to the mixer, goes to the computer and the computer is running audition. So I'm watching the little ticker line record everything I say right now. Now, again, as I discussed before, that's a more expensive route. If you want to go somewhere or if you want to go a route that's cheaper, um, do this, get yourself a microphone and actually spend the money and buy an ATR 2100. I don't have one, but they're highly recommended and they are on my wish list. So hopefully I'll get one to try out in the near future. Get one of these microphones because it's XLR and USB. USB means you can grab your laptop or your computer. Um, you could actually even use it on your iPad if you're using like a camera kit um, because it has a USB port on it. You can... Yeah, you can, you can go that route. That's a little cheaper. Um, but with ATR 2100, just plug it right into your computer, download, um, audacity because that is a free software that I think is good for beginners. Although I think it teaches you some bad habits, not like smoking or drinking or anything like that, but you know, when it comes to producing and editing, but regardless, ATR 2100 your laptop or computer and audacity. That's it. That's, that's the production part. You can record using that and you've not spent a ton of money. Now, a more expensive way is to use, and this is kind of a spinoff of equipment because I'm talking a lot about equipment. Um, but a lot of professional podcasters use the zoom brand zoom Z O O M as in monkey. They use the Zoom brand of digital recorders. There's an H4N, an H5. There's tons I can't remember. But they're extremely popular. Um, but they're, I mean, you're looking at over $100 for one of these things. Um, and you can do that. You can plug your microphone into there, record onto that digital recorder, import that, and then you get into editing. Okay. Now, there's going to be more details on all of this stuff in the show notes. So I, I'm trying not to bog you guys down too much with too, inform, too much information. So you're going to want to edit your podcast after you're done 
recording it. And if you record it into Audition or Audacity, or there are probably some other ones that I haven't heard of before, but it's called a DAW, um, Digital Audio Workspace. I do believe that's what that stands for. Um, yeah, you, you're, you're going to want to edit. You're going to want to cut out some of the ums and, you know, cut together maybe some opening and closing music and sound effects or it depends on, on your show. Now for me, I don't do a lot of editing, which they call post-production. I don't do a lot of that because I kind of edit as I go. If I screw something up bad enough, or if I don't like what I'm saying, I'll go back and I'll fix it. I've done that a couple of times. Hopefully you guys don't notice. That is my plan. Um, but don't overdo it. If you say um or so, don't cut out every single thing because then you start to sound like a robot. And I personally don't like listening to robot voices in my podcasts unless they're about robot voices, which I don't listen to any like that. Regardless, let's say you have scheduled, you have planned, you have recorded. Now you're stuck with this MP3 file. If you've edited and exported correctly, you're stuck with this MP3 file and you need to put it somewhere. The best thing for you to do is to use Libsyn, L-Y-B-S-Y-N, stands for Liberated Syndication, or Blueberry, B-L-U-B-R-R-Y. Those are the big two in the podcasting space. They are like the most trusted podcast media hosts out there. And I highly recommend both of them. Uh, I've used Libsyn. uh, I've been using Libsyn and I'm going to transfer over to Blueberry just to kind of see how each service works. Um, And just to be real honest and be upfront, because I like I said, I don't think you should have to spend a ton of money. But you do need to host your files somewhere because what happens if you decide, hey, I'm going to do a cheaper route and go with SoundCloud. Well, SoundCloud is not good in the money, not currently. So they could shut down and all your files, boom, gone. Your show, your audience, everything is gone. Libsyn and Blueberry, you're paying for those services. They're not free. So you know that if you're paying for a service, they're going to be around for a while. And especially with as big as podcasting has gotten in the last few years, you know, last decade really, or longer. Yeah. You gotta, you've got to host them somewhere. So Libsyn or Blueberry, that's what I'm going to, I'm going to suggest. Libsyn starts out at $5 a month for 50 megabytes of storage. You can add two more dollars per month, making it seven. If you want podcast statistics, Blueberry, on the other hand, starts at $12 a month for 100 megabytes of storage and you get their stats for free. That's part of the package there. So, you know, you got to figure out what you want to do there. Um, And I'm totally leaving that up to you. So um, real quick, I do want to say that I do have an affiliate through Blueberry. If you would like to check that out, um, it's in the show notes at geekthispodcast.com slash 71. And uh, just remember, if you do decide to use Blueberry and you use my link, um, there's a little bit of money that comes back. Maybe not a ton. I've not actually used this affiliate, but it's not a ton of money, but it's enough to help the show 
keep going. It kind of pays for itself if you check it out. All right. That's kind of enough of the sales pitch there. So you need a media host. I kind of explained that. And um, yeah, I mean, I'm getting close to the finish line here. The other important part of distribution is your website. Your website is your base of operations. That's what I consider it. If you want to know what what uh, Geek This HQ is, it's geekthispodcast.com. That's where I post things first. The, I don't tell you guys about an episode on Facebook alone. It's sitting there in the website waiting for somebody to listen. And then it's the social media that I go to. But that's that's the home. That's where everything lives. And that's where I write articles first. If I'm going to write an article, they go there first, then they get shared. It's just a little it's a hub. Does That make sense. OK. So I'm going to tell you again. You need to have a website I use for the podcast website. I use WordPress.org. Um, there is WordPress.com, and I do believe you can start a podcast through that, uh, especially if you do have a media host. But the problem with WordPress.com is there are plugins and really cool features like Blueberry's PowerPress that uh, really helps run this podcast. It helps get it into iTunes and, and everything else. And that's I'm not really speaking to it correctly. <sighs> you know, I'm going to go ahead and. I feel like I'm intentionally rushing myself because I'm not used to having episodes that run super long. And this isn't super long. I mean, really, we're only a couple minutes past 35 minutes, you know. So, okay. so when you have a WordPress.org site, um, this is something that you're going to have to hate to say the P word again. You're going to have to pay for Now, WordPress itself is free, but you have to have somewhere to host it. So you're going to have to go to a web hosting service. Um, I do know that Blueberry now has PowerPress sites that you can use. um, And that might be, I could be speaking out of turn, but that could be included with that $12 a month thing. It's just, there are just some limited features. So honestly, if you want to go that route, Go that right route, pay $12 a month and you've got your hosting and your website. And I do believe stats. I'm trying to make it simple for you. But with WordPress.org, which I think that the PowerPress sites are kind of built on WordPress. I could be wrong because I've never used them. But yeah, um, trying to think of where I'm going because I hadn't planned on talking about this. So PowerPress is a plugin for WordPress. It gives you plugins in WordPress, if you're not familiar, give you features to use on your website. So maybe you want a contact form. Uh, maybe you want, I don't know, there's there's a lot of different plugins and I use a lot of them. Uh, I, I can't even remember what plugins I use right off the top of my head. But PowerPress is that main one that kind of fuels the podcast website. It keeps track of, you know, what is your RSS feed? Because that's something that you don't want to have to mess with. It's a lot of code that's really not, it's not something you want to mess with all the time. 
it, it can get clunky and it can be hard to hard to understand. I don't do it. I started out with PowerPress and that was that's how I've always gone. Um, but it manages things for you. So when you want to change your artwork, your podcast artwork, go to your PowerPress plugin. If you want to change whatever about your episode, your podcast, that's where you're going to go. Change those settings around. Learn about that. I really can't recommend that stuff enough. And best of all, that plugin is free. All you have to do is pay for hosting. You know, but if you're using Blueberry PowerPress sites, you don't have to worry about it. PowerPress is already ready to go. All right. Maybe in the future, I will I will check that out and I will let you guys know um, before the next International Podcast Day. Um. So anyway. Yeah, that was that was a very, very long tangent. But my point in all of this is you need to have a trusted website to host things. You can use Squarespace. Uh, I do know Aaron Mankey from Lore uses Squarespace for his website and he doesn't have any problems with it. I asked him about it on Twitter and he said, you know, ease of use. I can sell things if I want, but he uses Libsyn, I do believe, to host his episodes. So there's there's no trouble. All right. Okay. so after you've done all of that work and I I told you at the beginning you're going to have to do some work before you actually put your episode out there. Once you've done that, once you've set everything in place, it's time to submit your podcast RSS feed to the important areas. Because I'll be honest, just having a website isn't enough. It's not a, if you build it, they will come you need to put yourself out there. And the best way to do that is to get into Apple podcasts that used to be called iTunes. And if you have an iOS device, there's a podcast app built right into that device. It's a little purple icon. You can't miss it. Or I don't think you can, but it's built right into your device. So if you have an iOS device, grab it, go to your home screen, find that purple podcasts icon and click there that you're going to be able to put your podcast in there for people to find. It's really cool. You can actually open it up right now and type in geek this exclamation point. And this show is right there on top or, you know, toward the top. There's other geek shows out there. Point is you need to put it in Apple podcasts. I'm going to tell you that is the primary place to put it because if you are on another device, or you use a different podcast app or a podcatcher, as they're also called, say um, Pocket Casts, or I use Podcast Addict on my my Android phone. If you're using one of those, they're going to pull from the, the database that Apple has. So it's a really, it's a better way to be found across devices. Also, check out Google Play. Um... I will I will try and find resources to help you guys do this um, because it can be confusing if you're not real tech savvy. But I think, you know, you're listening to this, so I would assume that you could figure out how it works. This is just kind of a guideline in my opinion on how you should set things up. 
So Apple Podcasts, um, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn. You want, those are kind of the big four when it comes to where you should submit your show. Um, there's a lot of a lot of other places you can submit to. And if you want to know about that, you can go to podcastplaces.com, who, which the person I'm going to talk about at the very end, um, he started that website and there are tons of places to submit your podcast feed. Um, but Apple is kind of the main one and Google Stitcher and iTunes or tuned in. All right. Who or tune in, not tuned in. Tuned in is a podcast I, I used to do. Okay, so that was kind of exhausting. I know. I'm so sorry. I'm glad you stuck with it, though, because I think what I had to say was valuable and hopefully teachable. Hopefully you guys learned what it takes to put this podcast out there. It's gotten a bunch easier since I set up the website and I'm in a better process of writing and figuring out what I'm going to talk about. Um, so now, and the fact that I don't do a lot of editing makes it, makes it pretty easy. I mean, I really only spend maybe a half hour to an hour outside of the podcast doing post-production, um, and pre-production. So if this is an hour long episode, it's going to take me about two hours to do. Not a really big time suck, depending on how detailed I want to get with stuff. So uh, as I shut this thing down and I know you're going, yay, finally, he's done talking. I want to direct you into two sources that I really think would be valuable to you if you're new to podcasting. Maybe you have a podcast and you're just kind of like, oh, I don't I need more help. Here are my two guides that I follow. I follow Daniel J. Lewis, who hosts the audacity to podcast. That was the first podcast about podcasting that I ever listened to. And I'm still with him years later. And there's just been a lot of really, really good advice that he's given. And I wish I would have implemented more of it. And I'm just now correcting my mistake, um, for not. So, uh, Daniel J. Lewis is a, a great guy to follow. Um, he's, he looks a lot more at the technical things. Um, not so much your equipment, but, uh, kind of the process of how you should do things. And, um, I respect that. I think it's really, really good information. Um, and it's, it's well done. He's been around and his whole business revolves around podcasts. So yeah, I think he's kind of the guy you want to talk to. The other guy, on the other hand, is still another guy you want to talk to. His name is Dave Jackson. Now, a couple episodes ago, I talked about the Messengers podcast documentary. Dave actually did a podcast about that documentary for the crew or, you know, for people that were interested in the movie and seeing how it was made. Dave runs the School of Podcasting at schoolofpodcasting.com. And I've been listening to Dave not quite as long as Daniel, but long enough to learn that he has a goofier take, um, goofier sensibilities than Daniel does when he's presenting the audacity to podcast. So they're different styles. So just check them out and look up in your podcast app, whatever that is, look up 
podcasts about podcasting. You're going to find somebody that you like. The reason I choose Daniel and Dave, one, I've listened to them for a very long time. The other part is the simple fact that I feel like they're doing it right. They're doing the research and they're not giving you false information. New and noteworthy is a is a huge deal in podcasts. And if you're learning about podcasts, you've probably heard this before that you have a certain amount of time to get into Apple podcasts, new and noteworthy section. Bullcrap. You don't. You get featured, you get featured, whatever. Don't make that your goal. Enjoy making your podcast. Don't get wrapped up in all the technical bull that goes on. All right. These two guys, they say it like it is. They're very honest and they do a lot of research and testing and figuring out so you don't have to. All right. Okay. So I think that's it. I think I'm done getting all excited about podcasts for right now. Um, Since this episode is actually coming out before International Podcast Day, I want to remind you about International Podcast Day. It is September 30th, which this year falls on a Saturday. So you have the entire day to check out the really cool programming and panels and discussions that they're going to have at internationalpodcastday.com. Daniel, uh, I think, is doing part of that. He's actually one of the founding members of international podcast day, if I'm correct, but I would really encourage you to make time to listen to a podcast. If you're not sure what podcast to listen to, well, you're listening to this one. So bravo. And if you haven't listened to the last couple of years that I've done international podcast day episodes, Go back and listen to those. I'll, I'll put them in the show notes. I, I have a list of like five, ten different podcasts that you should listen to. Uh, they're, they're interesting to me, but what I've learned is you listen to one podcast and then you find out about another one and another and another and another. They're really cool like that. So don't forget International Podcast Day is September 30th every year not just 2017 every year September 30th and you can check all that stuff out at um internationalpodcastday.com and if you want to check out the show notes for this episode they are at geekthispodcast.com/71 and uh if you have a podcast let me know about it i'm always excited to find something new to listen to and um if you need some more if you need some help at all just you know, get a hold of me on Twitter at Mr. Dave Clements. And um, there's other ways you can get in touch with us. Geekthispodcast.com slash social. But remember, um, enjoy making your podcast. All right. All right. I said all right too many times in this episode, but I'm not going to edit it because that's the way I roll. Thank you guys so much for listening. I will talk to you next week. Yeah, I think the show is going to go to a weekly format. I'm so excited. (sighs) Thank you guys so much for listening. I will talk to you.